Oh boy, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Josh Potter Show. Tis I, Josh Potter. Thank you for having me once again. Thanks for clicking. Thanks for uh, hitting that like button. Thanks for subscribing if you have. If you haven't, do it. It helps out a great deal. Other than that, I've got a slew of dates coming up here for you, folks. Oh my lord, all over the road, adding dates all of the freaking time. Right now, we've got April 26th and 27th, Huntsville, Alabama. Then May 3rd, we're going to be in, uh, just got added now, Seattle. So get ready for that to be going on sale very soon. If it's not on sale as of right now, it will be shortly. May 29th, Baltimore, Maryland, Magoobies. That is just on sale. May 30th, Washington, D.C., D.C. Improv. May 31st, Allentown, PA at the uh, Emo's Theater. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but go over there and buy it if you're in the uh, Philadelphia, Allentown, Pennsylvania area. That just went on sale as well. June 15th and 16th, Houston, Texas, Raya Comedy Club. Uh, We've got August 15th, Omaha, Nebraska, and then August 16th and 17th over in Des Moines, Iowa, all of which on sale, adding shows all the time. If you're like, when are you going to come to Cincinnati? When are you going to come to... I'm going to come as soon as freaking possible, I promise you. So keep your eyes and ears peeled, and I will let you know the second uh, that those things are available for you. Other than that, make sure you keep uh, liking, subscribing, rating, reviewing. Josh Potter Show at gmail.com is where you can send all your articles in as a roach reporter or perhaps just tell me how your day is going. Or you can send an instrumental the way Griff Parker has, as he has again today, a roachy award-winning musician. Other than that, uh, I guess patreon.com slash the Josh Potter Show and uh, that's about it as far as plugs go. Got a fun, like, it's not really a solo episode. You know, Kirsten's here. Got Alex. Hell yeah. So excited for a fun episode, but we have to start out on a very sad, somber note, I'm afraid. And I thought I had this button, but maybe I don't. I uh, I have no idea if I recall or not. Let's take a look. I'm looking at my screen here. Doesn't appear to be. I thought I had taps. On as a button, but I guess I don't. Oh, I have it right here. William Bill Post, the inventor of the Pop-Tart. He has sadly passed away this past Saturday. We're deeply saddened to share the news that William Bill Post passed away over the weekend. The current manufacturer of Pop-Tarts told People in a statement he played an important role in co-creating the iconic Pop-Tarts brand, and we are grateful to Bill for his legacy and lasting contributions to the company. There he is. Do you think in his final moments he got to see finally a sentient live Pop-Tart be cooked (laughs) on the football field during a college bowl game and then subsequently eaten by the people around him? That was probably just like the last moment. He goes, I can die now, a happy man. My invention has come through full circle. It has uh, changed American households as far as breakfast consumption goes. And now also we are the first people to 
murder a sentient mascot and eat it. Not only murder it, eat it after you murder it. I would love to see a, like this to evolve even further. We need Pop-Tarts like running in a field and people hunting them and then like, you know, having a big Pop-Tart cookout by a fire, you know? I want to see it like uh, the most dangerous game where they're hunting down Pop-Tarts in the woods and people from all over the globe, rich people with a thirst for well, not blood in this case. It would be cherry filling, I suppose. It would be crazy if you got, you're like, ooh, I can see a cherry filled one over there. I don't want that. I don't like cherry filled. You just let it live. <laughs> Bob likes those. I'll let him hunt that one. I'm looking for my, uh, I don't even, I can't even think of another filling. Was it blueberry? Um, there was one that was like ice cream sundae that always really threw me off. What? S'mores. Yeah. S'mores, S'mores, gross. Maple Cinnamon brown, sugar. Maple brown sugar is underrated. Yeah, Can you one, believe that, that people fed these to us for breakfast? This is just <laughs> dessert. I guess all breakfast is dessert, really. Unless you're having like a full, regular, like Grand Slam Denny's situation. You're eating dessert for breakfast, these people. And I wonder how it's changed over the years. Like, do children still eat Pop-Tarts? I'm sure that's why they did such a crazy marketing push for it because nowadays you know parents are a little more granola you know trying to feed their kids healthy things because they uh you know are weary of the obesity in this country many of them and also they're very helicoptery the parents today so do they even let their children eat candy for breakfast uh, essentially what is that pop tart bites yeah they made them even smaller and made them like bite size at one point and oh my that was god like the babies the these evolved. are the uh the zygotes of pop tarts that <laughs> we just put inside this is like you know how they say the rich people are eating the babies well <laughs> they're doing it in terms of pop tarts but we wanted to say tip our hat if you will to william bill post and it's not so somber that he passed he was an old man who saw his invention grow to be uh, an immense hit, obviously. And then, I, I, like I said, he got to see a live one be <laughs> brutally toasted on stage at a fucking college bowl game where then subsequently people ate its face, peeled its face off and ate it. Or maybe that's what killed the guy. Maybe he was like, oh, my poor <laughs> Pop-Tart. Oh, True. my God, what has become of this world? And he just didn't want to be a part of it anymore. I could see that happening. You know one man who's not going to be dying anytime soon? At least if I have my way, I'm going to say a lot of prayers, light a candle for him at church next time I go. It's O.J. Simpson, folks. And recently he had a bit of a scare. Let's see him address this uh, here. Hey, X-World. Hospice? Hospice? You talking about hospice? <laughs> no, I, I'm not in any hospice. I don't know who put that out there, but whoever put that out there, I guess it's like the Donald Sink. Can't trust the media. Uh, in any event, I'm hosting a ton of friends for, for the Super Bowl here in Las Vegas. And all is well, <laughs> you know. All, <laughs> you know. Take care. Have a good Super Bowl weekend. Oh, God bless, OJ. I mean, thank goodness that we got such wonderful news. I had seen the hospice uh, remarks, and I thought, well, I just seen OJ walking around. Maybe that's uh, fake news or whatever. Turns out it is fake news. OJ not in hospice. He's doing quite well. You see him there driving around he goes hospice we talking about hospice it's a weird way to take that alan iverson quote about practice like he's like hospice because he might be in hospice someday we don't know i like that he has evolved too he's with the kids you know he's better than i am 
I still say Twitter. And I've been having this conversation with people. Do we still say Twitter? No. We have to change it to X. Otherwise, we're going to sound chuggy or whatever. What's that called, Alex? Chuggy. Chuggy. We're going <laughs> to sound chuggy over here. And, you know, I got to stick with the kids. I'm, a, you know, I have a aging audience. It's, I got to get a, some new folks in here. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I got to get with the times. Maybe I better start saying X. OJ already on top of it at, you know, 80 some years old. Hello, X world. I'm like, what the hell? I can't. I didn't catch that the first time. Hospice. Now, OJ's Super Bowl party. Who is at that? <laughs> I need to know some names. I need to know this guest list. I got to be a part of this someday. OJ, invite me. Okay, so you don't want to come on the show. We should <laughs> still be buds. All right? I'd love to come to OJ's Super Bowl party sometime before he actually does go into hospice. OJ also said something in there. What did he say about... Uh, he goes, it's like the Donald says... Fake news or you can't trust the media. I think OJ was telling us that we can't trust the media well before Donald Trump. <laughs> Way back when. You know, when you know, he was accused of a double murder. He was like, now that's just not true. <laughs> <laughs> you can't trust the media. <laughs> I'm OJ. Um, boy, but I'm glad he's alive and well and he's not in hospice. It's going to be a... I mean, what, there is going to come a day by the way, that the Buffalo Bills are going to build a new stadium. They're already underway. We talked about the pit, the sacrifices to the pit. Soon the pit will not be there. It will be a constructed stadium. And maybe I guess we use the old stadium as the new pit. I don't really know the the way that that's going to work out. But right now, on the current stadium for the Buffalo Bills, OJ's name is still prominently shown in the Ring of Honor. And people have tried to get it torn down. They've tried to get it replaced to no avail. A lot of hush-hush from the Bills. I have a feeling that when the new stadium is built, the letters OJ and whatever makes up Simpson, they're going to leave that one behind. <laughs> they're not going to put it. They're just gonna, we're just going to have the stadium. We're going to show up to it the first time it's open, the first game, and we're going to look around the Ring of Honor and OJ's name just will not be there. And there will be no acknowledgement of it. It'll just be their way of being like, oops, we lost it in the move. <laughs> but I don't think, I don't agree with that. OJ should still be on the Ring of Honor. He is a, he did do the 2000 yard season. I mean, we got to just keep it up there. And it's just kind of a little weird part of our history at the end of the day. <laughs> a little wacky part of our history. That guy who uh, was a giant star. To the likes of, I'd say, Taylor Swift. I mean, back in the day, OJ could do no wrong. He was on every commercial. He was on television. His career was getting bigger than it was when he was just a football player. It was crazy. And then, of course, you know, his ex-wife and a waiter wind up with a billion stab wounds into their body. And uh, next thing you know, off the face of the earth, OJ. They took his statue down at USC. They took his... All the, uh, you can't find anything about OJ at USC. Coincidentally, you can't find anything about Reggie Bush at USC, which it's weird to compare, you know, getting money for playing college football and a double homicide and treating those two people the same way. I think that's kind of fucked up. But nevertheless, uh, I think the Bills should keep up OJ on the ring of honor. I don't know when they put him up there either. I don't know what year that was. 
that they put OJ on the Ring of Honor, but wouldn't it be funny if it was after the double murders? They're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, OJ's in the news, but also, by the way, we are honoring OJ going up in the Ring of Honor. It couldn't have been too far before if it was, in fact, before. If it was after, that's banana land. That would be <laughs> that would be hilarious. I would like that a lot. I think that would be wonderful. Let's get into some sports, though. Beep, 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 beep. And not much by way of sports. You know, the Super Bowl ended. This is kind of my, you know, least favorite time of the year because the Super Bowl is over. There's no more football. We just experienced the first Sunday without football, which is a a weird Sunday for your boy because it doesn't feel like Sunday. I'll tell you what. It makes me all sorts of turned around, back and forth, left and right. And also, baseball has not begun yet. Sure, pitchers and catchers have reported, which sounds gay. <laughs> pitchers and catchers reporting. Oh, just them? Weird. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, but yes, no, that's going on. Spring training is underway. Uh, so there's not many sports things happening. You try to find a thing here and there. NASCAR started up again uh to uh, a delay i the daytona 500 they should just not even try to have it on on a sunday anymore i mean how many years out of the last 10 has there been a rain delay to put it on monday where subsequently no one will care thankfully this monday was a holiday maybe people watched it but they just do themselves no favors in the world of nascar so another fringy sort of sport i used to play this one as a kid uh soccer the only sport I participated in, other than, you know, I guess fringe ones like bowling. And uh, I was on the varsity bowling team. Did you know that? Nice. I did not know that. I got a varsity letter on the bowling team. Freshman year, I got up to the B team for a game. That means I get a letter. Uh, I was on the C team the other time. And the other person on the C team was also was a paralyzed guy. <laughs> and they used to have me uh, for him. He'd roll his way up to the old <laughs> alley there. And he'd have a ramp. Where he, you know, the ball would be placed on the top of it and he'd mm-hmm. push it off this thing and roll down onto the lane and into the pins. And so he'd tell me which board to put the old ramp thing at. <laughs> and then I'd put the ball up and he'd move it around so that the weight of the ball was just so in terms of his, uh, the way he'd like. It looked exactly like that, yes. And uh, then he, it'd roll down and it'd do whatever it did. Uh, he was on the C team with me, so I was just as good as him. And I, you know, one day I said, fuck this guy, I'm going to fuck it. And I balled out <laughs> and I got called up to the B team for the third game. And then I probably didn't do so well there either. But I think I was just a really good ball placer. For, I was on top of that ramp. You know, I like the, the, the kid really liked the way I he knew how to talk to me. We had good communication. You know, there wasn't any issues as far as getting that ramp there. But, yeah, I got my varsity letter in that. And I got my varsity letter in soccer, though didn't see the field very much during my time on varsity soccer. I sat on the bench. And in this case, I would have been thankful for sitting on the bench. No idea why these folks, a soccer player in Indonesia, tragically passed away after a lightning bolt struck the 35-year-old on the pitch during a match. I have a lot of things, uh, questions here. A. 35 you're still out there hey good for you kind of old age for a soccer player at the end of the day i would think nevertheless why are you playing during a thunderstorm there are people that do that they're like ah you know whatever it's rolling in who knows the deadly incident occurred saturday at the silowangi stadium 
when the Septane Rahaja player uh, play, or the team was playing in a friendly for uh, FBI Subang. Weird team names. I guess that's football. I don't really know. Football something or other. FBI. That's a terrible. I think the first one was his name. When se- oh okay so that's yeah. his, oh, look at that I thought his name was the organization of the team of the the Septian Rahajas no that's the man's name excuse me he passed we have to let's be solemn he was playing for uh, a friendly for FBI Subang suddenly he collapsed after being struck teammates and others came rushing over to help when a guy gets hit by lightning. Are they then like electrified? Like, can you touch them afterwards, or do you go like, you know what I'm saying? Does that happen? I, I think know. we have. Can we watch the video we first? Sure Let's. Can. I don't know if this will get us pulled off of YouTube or what, but I think evidently it's we can. Fast. And this is this was on like publications. <laughs> so, oh Jesus! Did he still? Is he still standing up? No, was he fall instantly? I can't really see it from here. I'm not going to lie. I saw the lightning. I'll tell you that (laughs) it was frightening because if I saw that in real life, I'd be like, did I just see that? Like, I'd have to ask somebody. You see, you saw that too, right? Holy shit. It like hits him and he just immediately just like domino face falls. Yeah. He looks like he got shot by a sniper from like Marvel movies or something like Thanos just was like, blam. That's insane. So who knows, by the way, what the storm system looked like. I don't imagine they have like a great Doppler program down there in uh, Indonesia to play this game. They're trying to get it under the gun. But uh, boy, oh boy, that is intense. How, you ever hear about these people who live after being struck by lightning? <clears throat> I always wondered if that's the case, if you live and it's happened many times. I think there was a video I saw recently where there was a guy who got struck by lightning like multiple times and just like stumbled away or whatever or survived at the very least i think he got hit the first time stumbled away got hit by a second one and then like you know lived somehow it's crazy you have superpowers if you live from being struck by lightning in my opinion and if i and if you don't start telling people that you do because boy oh boy that's insane what does it say there what have you researched um it's saying that they can often result in a temporary paralysis of the lower limbs that takes a few hours to go away. Blown eardrums are also common. Um, also has this weird fact that pregnant women struck by lightning often survive, but their unborn children don't. And if they do, they're Raiden from Mortal Kombat <laughs> when they come out. That's wild. So, I mean, hey, if you're going to get struck by lightning, make sure you have a baby inside you because it seems like they take the brunt. shit <laughs> <laughs> My lord. Oh, no. If we're going to send somebody into a lightning storm, make it a pregnant person so that they survive. <laughs> Anywho, speaking of... Uh, oh, oh, murder. I hit both of them there. That was fun. That was like a stereo one. Let me do that again. That was cool. Oh, oh murder. Damn, in stereo. This one coming to us from Roach Reporter, Jonathan Morell. Josh Potter show at gmail.com is where you can send in your sort of things there. And I meant to do more research on this guy because I have heard of him. William Albert Haynes Jr. He was a wrestler from the Portland area, a professional wrestler, not a necessarily a wrestler, you know, the whole. You know, the gay one is what I'm getting at. The uh, <laughs> the one where they roll around and it's like, what are they doing? 
what's the goal here? I'm talking about the less gay wrestling, professional wrestling, surprisingly enough. And evidently, this man, a big deal out of Portland. Uh, he's had matches against Ric Flair. He's come up to the big territories uh, sort of in his career as those things were happening. Uh, not necessarily a household name when it comes to, uh, you know, world wrestling entertainment. Uh, but nevertheless, he is uh, taking up sort of uh, arms or doing what wrestlers do. This is the least surprising outcome for a wrestler, in my opinion. He went the old Chris Benoit route. He's expected to be booked into jail in connection with his wife's death in the leanest neighborhood of Portland on Thursday. William Albert Haynes Jr. surrendered after about two hours when police arrived at the house following reports of a shooting. When officers were able to get inside the house, they found Janet Becraft had already died. She was 85. Good golly. That's one where, like, the cops show up. They're like, was it the gun? <laughs> Haynes, 70, remains hospitalized for what police said is a medical issue not connected with the Thursday incident. That's a weird timing. He's like, I think I just got rid of my stupid wife. And now this old hernia is flaring up or whatever the hell he's got going on. He's expected to be taken to jail when he's released from the hospital in days. Authorities said charges against Hayes or Haynes, excuse me, will be released once he is booked. A pro wrestling website said his professional name was Billy Jack Haynes. Oh, we got Billy Jack Haynes here. Listen, let me tell you something, brother. My fucking wife really bugging me. 85. She won't just fucking die. I'm going to shoot her in the head. I'll tell you what, brother. He had an up and down career wrestling uh, against such well-known figures as Ric Flair, Randy, Macho Man Savage, and others during the 80s. The website said Haynes returned to Portland, opened a gym that failed, and then he returned to wrestling for a time. That's always tough. You know, thank God comedy is not physical. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's going to come a day when I'm really decrepit. I'm already pretty decrepit in my 38 years. There's going to come a day when I'm really bad and I'm up there. I'm like, I can't even walk, you know, and I can always do my job. Don Rickles did his job until he was basically in a fucking wheelchair. They would wheelchair him up to the side of the stage. He'd stand up do his act, sit back down in the wheelchair. I'm sure he could have done it in the wheelchair, but that really kind of takes away from the energy a little bit, I'll tell you. Wrestling, I mean, it's crazy what we've seen like guys like Ric Flair do in their elder age, even guys like Hulk Hogan. I mean, even The Rock now, it's like he's, I mean, obviously he's in tip-top shape, but he is uh, past, he's over the hill. He's past middle age. And it's crazy that they can keep the longevity of these things going. I mean, Ric Flair wrestled well into his like 70s which is nuts so billy jack haynes is out there in the lowest levels of wrestling and is like i guess i could do it again i can show up to a couple vfws and take a few bumps boy oh boy poor guy and his gym failed his wife was probably and then he was like listen brother (laughs) so hopefully we get more details on what occurred with billy jack haynes But that really takes care of the sports. I got to tell you, like I said, not much happening by way of sports uh, this week. Hopefully next week we'll have some more stories as baseball coming back to uh, to the forefront here. And everyone's up in arms about the baseball jerseys. Because I think it was who is it? Nike that's doing them now. Uh, The new baseball jerseys, everyone's up in arms because they look like they were bought on Wish. They have like screen print. It's very bizarre. People are very upset. 
So I don't know if these are just like the ones that they're rolling out just to make you be like, this is what they look like or if they're the official ones. But also baseball is trying to shove these things down the throats of the consumer by doing all these videos like, oh, here's Mookie Betts seeing his new jersey. And he's like, oh, this is more official than we even had it before. No, it's not. <laughs> it looks wild. Some of them look so strange. Like they look like they were like just made right like in a haste right before it. And you're like, is this made in? China, <laughs> China. Mm. Oh, there they are. The fucking font looks all weird. I don't know. It just looks worse. These are the Diamondbacks showing off their new jerseys. Starling Marte. I don't even know who that is. I'm sorry. Sorry, Diamondback fans. Corbin Carroll. Anyhow, today's Josh Potter show is brought to us by one of my favorite apps on my phone. Maybe my favorite app. I'm going on there constantly and just seeing what's out there to buy, frankly. It's the Game Time app, friends. Download it right now, and you don't have to drop hundreds of dollars on event tickets just to find out that you could have gotten them way cheaper somewhere else because Game Time is taking care of that. The Game Time app is here to get you the best deals and best seats possible, and uh, they're not going to upsell you. And they're not going to make you sit behind the stage. No, you actually see where you're sitting. It's pretty wonderful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, all the music, all the comedy and theater events in your town. Or maybe if you're visiting somewhere else, they can help you with those as well. They've got killer last minute deals, views from your seat so you can see what you're going to see before you buy it. And they've got their best price guarantee. The best price guarantee is insane. If you find tickets for the same section and row for less, game time is going to credit you 110% of the difference. I mean, that's like going to two shows for one. That's pretty bananas. I mean, I know that when I go to a, a new city and I want to go to a baseball game, I've done this pretty much every summer for the, since COVID. I straight up, want to go to a new baseball diamond that's the whole point of the trip and i want to see where i'm going to see what i'm going to see where i'm going to be seated because i don't know that stadium i don't know what sections have terrible views so game time gives me this great 3d view i can look all around me i can even see what's going to be going on behind me i mean it's 360 it's unbelievable and i actually used them to buy uh sabers tickets a couple of weeks ago over at the old crypto.com thing and they hooked me up with tickets on the app, I just was like, oh, these are pretty affordable. I go to it. Turns out these things are like VIP tickets, and I had like a waitress coming up to me. I'm sitting up. I think uh, one of the dudes from the the Kings, I'm sorry, I don't know the Kings very well, uh, but one of their like legends was in the booth beneath me inside of a box, and I was heckling them the whole time. That's how I was so much fun. I was just like, yeah, what now? Where's Kopitar now? You know, the Sabres, they squashed the Kings. It was the best. So game time here to make sure you have an amazing experience. I had the best time at that Sabres game, I got to tell you. No matter what you're buying tickets for, it could be sports, could be music, could be theater, and it could be a comedy show as well. So go check that out. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code Potter for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code P O T T E R for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's get into the news though. Shall we? Coming, we got a couple of stories about airplanes here coming to us from C.T. Riley. Now, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of heinous acts that human beings have conducted on planes. 
We've seen people freak out, cause a disturbance. We've seen people defecate. We've seen people uh, have sexual uh, sort of encounters with minors. On I mean, we've seen it all here on this program. This is the first time I think that we've had an airplane incident involving a dog. Now, I can't believe it. This is the first one. Dogs go on planes all the time. You see them in the line at TSA. Some uh, person fakes the fact that they need their dog for emotional support just so they can, you know, put them in the in the old plane with them, fly with them. I don't think they put dogs in the bottom anymore, do they? I don't know. I think that they don't. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I don't that's think an you can anymore. Yeah, because that seemed a little fucked up. If you do, you should have to ride with them down there. I mean, <laughs> hell, I have you ever seen them load up the luggage in those things? I always thought the bottom of the plane was so much bigger. It's not. It is tiny in there. The, there's like a guy laying in there trying to like Tetris the fucking bags. And then they, they used to put a dog in there. And the I mean, obviously, the they don't like pressurize the luggage cabin you know so dogs are just like having a hard time breathing and shit down there awful place to put your dog but how else are you gonna fly with them so people started you know bringing their dogs on planes a lot more people started uh putting little fake vests yeah look at how tiny that looks now imagine your dogs and they're just stacking bags around them Apparently, there's a separate cargo hold for dogs that is both like. At the oh, sure, there is. <laughs> no, we have a separate cargo hall for the dogs <laughs> and the living things. Maybe they do. Who knows? I have no idea. Nevertheless, we've seen people bring their fucking dogs all the time. My dad even tries this. My dad has a German shepherd and he's like, how can I fake that? It's like I need him. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, dude. I think that's like, uh, you know, that's dirty pool. You shouldn't do that. But he wants to like bring him into hotels that he's not allowed to bring him into stuff like that, you know. And I guess it makes people go around the skirt the law and try and get their dog a fucking vest or whatever it is that I don't think anybody really gives a shit at the end of the day. But this dog caused quite the stir. And I'm surprised it's the first dog that we've seen really cause quite a stir. Most dogs, I feel like, behave better than the fucking human beings on there one uh some passengers on a united airlines flight had a memorable experience after a little dog made a big stink folks <laughs> uh, let me try to do that one again some passengers this is like some passengers on a united airlines flight had a memorable experience after a little dog made a big stink Oh, you. During a flight from Denver to Portland on Monday night, a woman sitting in an aisle seat toward the back of the plane had quite a mess on her hands after her chihuahua. Oh, thank God. I thought it was going to be a huge dog. After a chihuahua or her chihuahua relieved himself all over her lap. <laughs> that's what now. Now, that's justice. I think at the end of the day, you brought your yappy little dog onto this fucking plane. If I'm sitting in that uh, like around that person it's like yum, 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 yum. I'm, I'm ready to kill the dog i'm not gonna <laughs> lie i know that's a, a you're gonna say i'm gonna get hate in the comments you know hate from all over the world hate from europe hate from australia <laughs> hate from oakland nevertheless i think it's justice that this woman brought her yappy dog on there and this dog just shits all over her lap oh yes all of a sudden a poop smell hits you and a lady behind me who's pregnant said that she has heightened senses. And so she hit the call button. Yeah, pregnant women, they can smell things <laughs> really good. Like to the point of like 
you're not you shouldn't leave your house if you're pregnant <laughs> i mean you can live if you get struck by lightning but boy oh boy you smell poop you're done for <laughs> heightened senses so uh yeah she hit the call button a passenger who only identified himself as nick told uh, wgn i turned on my phone light and that's when i realized the dog was out and we were debating, was it her or was it the dog? What a fun debate. Is that dog shit or did that woman <laughs> shit all over herself front-wise and back-wise? What would you have thought it was? I mean, I probably would have thought it was a dog. I would have loved to have thought it was the woman. I wouldn't have blamed the dog. You wouldn't have blamed the dog? It could be the dog shit, but I'm still probably going to blame the human. So either way, the onus is on yeah. the woman. Yeah. The poor dog having to shit. I mean, what's what do you think's going to happen? You're on a flight with an animal unless you like have it go and evacuate itself completely right before. And what are the odds of that happening and being able to like time that out? You're bringing an animal onto a plane that's freaked out. The animal's like, what the fuck is going on here? It's in the air. Its ears are popping. I can't even imagine what a dog must think's happening when you're flying on a plane. Then a flight attendant came over, and that's when we realized what was going on. Passengers said it took about 10 minutes for flight attendants to come and clean up the mess. The lady was reluctant to move or to deal with it, and the flight attendants were slow to come. What does that mean? She was like, I'll just sit in this shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, no. Please, no, don't worry about it. I'm fine. Sitting in the dog shit all over my lap. She's like trying to read her Sky magazine. They cleaned it eventually, and they were... They were wearing hazmat-type clothes, and they cleaned the seat around it. According to United Airlines rules, all dogs and cats on board must remain in a crate or carrier beneath the seat at all times. What if they can't fit in one of those? I've seen, like, just plain old dogs walking around and shit. Then yeah. you, you got to get a seat for the dog. Yeah, I don't know, because I feel like I've also seen, like, big actual service animals that just lay on the ground. Yeah, like, on exactly. The floor, but they're but well you got to buy the row. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and they're usually well-behaved or what have you. I'm sure the chihuahua was fine until it shat all over the lap of this woman. But even if it shits in the crate, do we want that too? What do you then, just go hose it down in the bathroom? I mean, I just, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. It's a rule that passengers on the plane said the dog owner broke. She had said, I'm going to take him out anyway, earlier as the flight was taking off. And we were talking. She said, I'm going to take him out. If I'm the guy next to him, I'm like, oh, great, cool. You're going to take him out? Sweet. I can't believe my day right now. <laughs> because it was a full flight, those sitting in the same row weren't able to move to another seat. She mentioned earlier, when I was first seated, uh, that she hadn't taken it to the bathroom during the airport. Oh, boy. That's a heinous sort of error. I think they have relief centers, so it was probably cooped up in the cage the whole time. So, yeah, maybe if you're going to bring an animal, let it go to the bathroom before you get on the flight, this person, Nick, said. Yeah, I think that would be, we just discussed that. Also, if you tried, say you take it to the thing, the relief center, that little green golf putt-putt pad that they have there, and it doesn't go, what, are you going to just knock it on the plane? Of course not. You're going to fucking... Take the dog on and just pray at the end of the day. I'd imagine the same thing happens with a baby. I was just going to say, like, if this was a baby that just had a blowout, are they going to shame it? Are yeah. Are be saying all these comments about the baby? The same thing happens to me, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have to make sure I evacuate everything because I don't want to get the worst feeling for me on a plane. I don't think I've ever shit on a plane. 
for the record. I don't think I've ever done it. And I don't want to start, folks. I've taken a lot of airplanes. <laughs> no, I make sure the whole time, like, if I have 10 minutes to spare, I'm like, even if I don't have to shit, guess where I'm going? Just to sit down and maybe my body goes, let's just get some shit out of this guy. <laughs> as far as dogs and babies go, I have no idea. But the worst feeling is, like, having to shit on a plane. And, again, I've never succumbed. I've definitely been on a plane going like oh my god i'm gonna have this shit so bad when i get off this fucking plane so i can't imagine a dog and how it must be passengers said after the flight that united offered them 50 to 75 dollars in electronic credits toward a future flight oh cool so a a blip in a future flight you know how how much fucking flights cost these is 50 bucks I, t- I tell them to shove the 50 bucks up their ass and then shit it out like a dog <laughs> all over the seat i would wipe the 50 bucks in the dog shit because I would be so fucking pissed. While the unfortunate incident caused a bit of a stir, some passengers said they didn't hold any hard feelings over it. Obviously, you don't want to be tied to a poop incident, right? I don't think so. I think that's fair to say. But we were patient with her. I didn't lose my cool. I was friendly because it's an accident, Nick said. Oh, I love how this guy is so fucking benevolent. I was cool with it. Sure, I smell like shit now and I have to go about my day, but I was fine. Yeah, I wouldn't lose my cool either. I'd be fucking pissed, though. I definitely wouldn't be like, ah, it's all good. So I think at the end of the day, accidents happen. It's an unfortunate event. Maybe United can learn something from this and we take something away from it. I mean, if I'm the fucking flight attendant, I'm like, hey, your dog, it's got to go in the fucking crate, lady. They're going around <laughs> checking for seatbelts. They would check under the fucking dog for a seatbelt. <laughs> And now put it in the crate, you know? And so they were like, oh, let it run around. Ugh. I mean, I guess that's better than this next incident, though. Yeah. You be the judge out there, folks. <laughs> Sound off in the comments. Yeah. Would you rather, would you rather have a dog shit on a, its owner's lap and then stink up the cabin? Or this next story. This happened on a Delta flight. This is a, I'm a United boy. So again, I didn't want to throw any shame to United for that last story. <laughs> You're all about, you're all right by me, United. Maybe you just have the dogs go in the box or whatever. Fifty to seventy-five dollars, though. You gotta step up the. I mean, you gotta step it up a little bit, United. Come on. It is a nice gesture, though. I don't think every airline would do that, frankly. Delta is the next culprit, and this is why, folks. All these comics. I fly Delta, the Delta Lounge. Oh, I have Delta Sky Miles. Do ya? Well, guess what else you have here? A Delta flight from Amsterdam to Detroit. That's a long fucking flight. That's about, I'm going to guess, nine hours. That's about a nine-hour flight. This Delta flight from Amsterdam to Detroit filled with some unwanted stowaways. Maggots that fell onto disgusted passengers. Oops, I scrolled way too far. From an overheard, uh, or excuse me, it was at an overhead bin while midair on Tuesday the gross bugs had infested a fish that a passenger stored in their carry-on luggage. <laughs> I almost puked. No fly list immediately. What'd you say? No fly list immediately. Right? Why are you bringing fish on a carry-on? Is this Muhammad Atta? I mean, this is worse than 9 I'd rather my plane fly into a fucking building than have a fish, a maggot fish on there. What kind of terrorism... Are we? I mean, they're checking our shoes for bombs and shit, but they let this guy through with a fish that's got maggots on it. 
Kirsten's dissociating. I, I mean, I really am. I mean, there's just... There's so many things that could have been done differently. Also, like... <laughs> you check that. Did it not smell like anything? Like, people weren't like, oh, I'm going to put my bag up here with this other bag. Oh, boy. What the fuck is that? I would point it out, like, instead it was so maggot infested and gross that it like all of a sudden they started falling from the fucking sky onto them from the overhead bin how did it i I have so many questions about how many maggots it must have (laughs) smelled dude it must have really lovely to be two hours into an eight hour flight oh this is a tweet or excuse me an x this is an x folks (laughs) really lovely to be two hours into an eight hour delta flight to amsterdam and find out there is rotten fish and maggots hitching a ride with us. Also, yeah, why do you got to bring your fish and maggots? You're going to Amsterdam. They got plenty of fish there. <laughs> is that a picture of it? I don't know if these are the actual fish, but it's it's just, I guess, a reference photo. What kind way. of absolute psychopath? These are the people that, it, I mean, I would be, I, this would be a frontier flight, I would think. If you told me without <laughs> without reading, I would be like, oh, yeah, every every passenger on a frontier flight brings a fucking rotten fish with maggots on it, right? One passenger named Kelsey tweeted uh, in a sense deleted post about the flight from hell. Why would she delete it? She's like, oh, I shouldn't have thrown that shade to Delta. (laughs) The ex-poster told the Daily Mail that the passenger whose suitcase was responsible for the disgusting debacle was detained. What is this guy, a fucking Marx brother? He's got just fish (laughs) in a suitcase? Like, what what did he just use it to slap people? Like, oh, see, I'm going to go slap someone with my fish, see? The blood-curdling incident also caught some attention on a Delta Reddit page where commenters claimed to have witnessed the airborne atrocity. My family and I were in the road directly in front of the maggots. The lady right behind us told us told the flight attendant the maggots were falling on her head, uh, wrote an alleged passenger of the unfortunate incident. Ugh, I turned around and they were wiggling around on the seats. Also, if, if the maggots are in the fish, is the fish just like free touching everything else in your suitcase like you don't have it wrapped in, i think like, it was just a suitcase with a fish in it like a cartoon <laughs> in it. like a like it was a fucking bugs bunny cartoon like this man was like and by the way when i hear suitcase i i think more briefcase like where he's like skadoosh and then he opens it and it's just a fish a maggot fish Ugh. what's confusing is like they take away fruit from you at the airport, so yeah, you can't bring food like especially international yes. I feel like they're even more so how would that not look wild on the little x-ray machines they weren't moving were That's all the maggots just like all right guys be yeah still? just like, wow <laughs> he's got a lot of uh jumping beans in there what? i mean what the hell did you think was going on in there tsa's not looking at anything i mean if you can get a maggot filled fish in a briefcase through a thing you can get a bomb through there i'm just saying i uh so yeah they're all wiggling around on the seat the reddit poster's family was moved further toward the plane's front and the offending fish was wrapped in newspaper so it wasn't wrapped in anything <laughs> the offending fish <laughs> so someone was like what the hell's doing this they open Cuffin it up boys. and there's just a fish up there they go that's what i'm saying i mean you don't have any cellophane wrap it in one of those fucking um you know how they give you the blankets on the flight in those wrappers put it in one of those yeah. plastic bags or something wrapped I mean. it in a newspaper i'd you know how their doors are blowing off the plane? I would have kicked one open <laughs> just to fucking throw the fish out. Ugh. I would have blasted a panel open just so I could throw that fish into the fucking ether. Absolutely gross, added one passenger. This dude literally messed up the travel situations of hundreds of people. Well, I don't know about that. How did he mess up the travel? Did they have to divert and land someplace else? Then, An- uh- 
Another user said they had to wait an extra day for a new connect. Oh, because they did have to divert. Yeah. Uh, you know what they're given? What's that? You know what they? Oh, sorry, I didn't. No, go ahead. What were you saying? I was gonna say, you know how had they were compensated for this maggot fish? Oh. Uh, they were given eight thousand air miles, a hotel room, and a thirty dollar meal ticket. That's more than fifty to seventy five dollars. Eight thousand air miles is nothing to sneeze at. That's like a that's like a two two cross country flights right there. Thirty dollar meal ticket to get some fresh fish. Ooh, yeah, that's tough. I wouldn't want a meal. Let's just say I don't need a meal ticket. Thanks though, Delta. But I can't believe they diverted the flight just for a fucking fish with maggots in it. You know? Could you imagine the the pilots coming across the fucking thing? He's like, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've got a bit of an incident that we're gonna have to land for here. Uh, we've got a maggot infested fish in coach if i'm in first class there i'm like who cares they're all maggot infested fish let them deal with it this is what this is what you reap i would be upset if i was in first class if i was in coach i would have been like really i can just deal with it i wouldn't like if they were raining on my head but go put those people in other seats Kirsten's shit. I can't do it. The idea of them like dropping on my head, like you would have had to divert the flight because of how I would have reacted. When you think of maggots, though, you think of like the little little white squigglies, right? Yeah. It's more the fish smell that would get me. And they didn't they didn't experience that before the maggots. Maggots aren't that bad. (laughs) They're bad. But where they come from is the real issue, in my opinion. So there's just a fish corpse up there. If my bag, I wouldn't, I would be like, I mean, I can't believe somebody else would put their bag next to this bag and nobody smelled it. This man wasn't in line at the fucking sky bridge and someone's like, this dude smell like, I'm pray to the Lord. I'm not sitting anywhere near this fishy smelling dude. You know, fish smell terrible, especially rotted maggot ones. (laughs) Now it doesn't say anything about who this guy is. Mm -mm. It doesn't say anything about why this man had fish there's no interview this journalism is dog shit if you ask me why are they not getting to the bottom of what on earth what earthly reason would there be for you to bring this fish onto the plane i do not understand i need to get to the bottom of it frankly so if you're out there if you're an investigative roach reporter josh potter show at gmail.com somebody for the love of god find me who this is and find me a reason why they would be transporting a fish in general from Detroit to fucking Amsterdam, unless it was a prank. Maybe it was like deliberate and it's like, I can get this fucking rotten fish on board. <laughs> so keep that in mind. If you're worried about bringing weed or a weed pen, <laughs> these act- people are letting maggoty fish in through the thing. So they're coming from Amsterdam to Detroit, which is what's crazy too. Like, isn't Detroit close enough to some like water where they can just get fish here? I mean, sure. What are we doing? I don't know what kind of, is there a, a fish that's specific to Amsterdam that they're like, I must bring. But also to be like, you wake up in a haste that morning, you're like, I haven't packed yet. <laughs> and you just throw a fish in a fucking suitcase loose. What if it was like clothes in there too? I want to know the other contents of the suitcase. Oh my Lord. I have so many questions that are not answered by this dog shit article. <laughs> Daily Mail, step up your fucking God. Uh, before we get to a fun video I found, I got this little story from T-Bone that I found interesting. This involves a 73-year-old Australian man. He was positively shocked 
uh, to need urgent urethra surgery <laughs> after he jammed three button-style batteries into his penis. Penis! There they are. Penis! Yes. <laughs> he jammed three... Now, button-style batteries, that's like a watch battery. Mm, yeah. I was thinking... Those ones are dangerous, too. Like, are they C batteries? I think those ones, like, erode easier. What's that? I think they, like, erode easier. Yeah, but, I mean, they're going to be in there long enough to erode. But, yeah, I mean, if it was a double A or a triple A even or a C battery, I thought he was just, like, logging it up. (laughs) If your urethra can handle a C battery, good (laughs) God. (laughs) Even these, though, three of these little guys is, like, kind of like a triple A at the end of the day. Maybe half a one. The unidentified man. Why didn't he get identified? <laughs> whose medical anomaly is now the source of a revolting medical study in March's urology case reports had been fueling his own sexual gratification by intentionally shoving batteries into the one way tunnel of his penis. <laughs> to the best of our understanding, this is the first reported case of urethral necroses with batter with button battery insertion. What does necroses mean? That's mean dead tissue. Is that just meaning like Yeah, it means your urethra dies. <laughs> oh my lord. Well, it's not the first case of that, because we know Albert Fish back in the day, uh legendary, legendary serial killer and pedophile he used to shove rose stems up his urethra he also used to dip cotton balls in alcohol and stick them in his asshole and then light them on fire so i mean he was a maniac <laughs> there's a founding father who died by shoving a whalebone up his penis so which this, founding father is that name name his name was governor morris he signed the declaration of independence hilarious one that we haven't heard of i wonder why <laughs> Governor Morris, too busy shoving things into his penis. Found found something. We're just going to gloss over his contributions (laughs) to our constitution. Penis. The patient had reportedly inserted batteries several (laughs) times before without them getting stuck. He's like, I don't know what happened. I've done this a million times. Oh, (laughs) shit. Zoom in on that. Oh, it's a... Oh, boy. So I'm trying to gauge how big his dong is here. I mean, that looks like a thick dong. No, I think it's maybe like, it's like it's bent over a little bit. Well, it's to the side, obviously. You know, he's laying down and all. And it's interesting that he put them in disc-wise. I thought that they would go in uh, a little more laterally, a little, like they would be stacked in like sort of a way that they would go then be shoved in aft. You know what I'm saying? Like a little more flush. Maybe they've toppled over. But boy, oh boy, the long way, the flat way, into your penis hole. Good golly. You think he does that and then like starts at the base and kind of pushes up to release them like a Pez dispenser? Oh, you mean when he's trying to get them back out? He's like, it's like a (laughs) go-gurt. He's squeezing it like a go-gurt, like skadunk, skadunk, skadunk. And this time he's like, I can't get it. It's in there. Oh, no. My sweet, sweet penis. (laughs) He also endured shockwave therapy on his member. Jesus. Uh, He had suffered erectile dysfunction for three years. Oh, you don't say. (laughs) You mean his penis can't get hard after he's been shoving shit up it and then getting shocking it with. They say he's getting shockwave therapy. I mean, I think he was just like, oh, yeah, I love feeling something in my dead, dead penis. (laughs) Do you think he was doing that to try to start up his boner? 
He's like, these batteries will charge it. I think he just needed to feel something in the dead spot. After the septuagenarian, does that mean that means he's seventy something? Yeah, Jesus. He waited twenty four. <laughs> well, of course, his penis is just basically a, just laying there. It's been dead long before him. It's just. <laughs> Waving in the wind, essentially. He waited 24 hours to seek medical attention. Doctors moved quickly to remove the foreign objects as their corrosiveness, as Kirsten mentioned, can cause necroses. The death of body tissue in just two hours. In just two hours? Holy hell. That is a dangerous game we're playing there with these batteries. He's like, no, no, no. I've kept them up there for so much longer, and I didn't get any necroses in this shit. They also feared the potentially rare but lethal infection of Fonier's gangrene. Now, what is now? I know what gangrene means, but what exactly is Fonier's gangrene? Is that a special one for uh, just your penis? All extracted batteries were coated with black tar-like material. Ooh. So that type of gangrene is um, a specific flesh-eating disease that only affects your scrotum, penis, or perineum. Ooh, so it's a, they've got gangrene so of the tail your, above. your genitals got their own special gangrene. That's cute. Ah, now who's Fonier? That's what I need to know. That they named it after him. He's the first guy that got gangrene on his cock. So they're like, <laughs> we're just going to name this one after you, pal. We can't just make it gangrene like everything else. You didn't lose it in a war like someone would lose their arm in the Civil War or what have you. Fonier. Didn't lose his arm or his leg. He lost his penis and his scrotum. After several unsuccessful approaches, surgeons resorted to forceps, which finally got out the little buggers. All extracted batteries were coated with black tar-like material. What the fuck (laughs) is that? Just gross nonsense in your D? Just the rotting flesh of the inside of his urethra? Imagine when you jerk off that you don't make white, you make tar black. What kind of horror movie is that? Shooting Jesus. things like venom out of his dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is like venom. Ugh. Ugh. That wasn't the end of it, though, turns out. <laughs> oh, no. Ten days later, the man returned to the hospital <laughs> complaining of swelling and icky discharge. Not the normal icky dis- discharge <laughs> that one would complain about out of uh, your one's pee-pee. Promoting doctors, or prompting doctors to aggressively operate yet again. At this point, just cut it off, I would say. <laughs> The incision, an incision was made uh, to the penile skin, researchers noted, adding that a large amount of fluids leaked out. Oh, my Lord. The doctor's fears that the man developed an extensive degree of necrosis uh, were realized, and part of his urethra had to be removed. What I mean, just take my penis at that point. You're taking my urethra? What's the point? What are we even keeping it on there for? Looks? Keeping it like an ornament? To store batteries. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Oh my God, I would try a double A now. My battery removed. <laughs> Given the complexity of his injury, it was deemed that formal penile urethra reconstruction would likely require a three-stage repair. I'm seventy something. I don't need a three-stage repair <laughs> unless it is to urinate. Maybe that's it. I would say put a bag on me. You know, we were talking about the bag with Johnny last week. Just put the, is there a pee bag you can put on me? Just tie the tubes into my insides. I'm not trying to fuck anymore. Take my dick, please. Uh, to the researchers who described the complex six-month procedure of mucous membrane grafts, after assessing the extremely damaged penis, 
Ultimately, doctors decided the best option would be for no further penile reconstruction. Bye-bye. Penis. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Penis. Ah, boy, oh, boy. One man who should probably lose his penis. A... Semen terrorist out there, folks. The TriMet Barber Jefferson Nally's been hot on his trail. Josh Potter Show at gmail.com is where you too can send in your articles regarding semen terrorism or otherwise. A grand jury indicted Jared Walter, a convicted sex offender known as the TriMet Barber. Hmm. I wonder if he cut hair or what the hell happened here. They, they, uh, they charged him for, or he was convicted for crimes committed on the transit system. On more than 30 new charges this past Thursday, the 36-year-old is accused of filming multiple women while they were using a public restroom in April. Walter faces 32 counts of first-degree invasion of personal privacy, one count of first-degree theft, and one of second-degree thefts. Hmm, interesting. I wonder what he stole. Because this man, not only was he filming people in or women in bathrooms, he was also jizzing on them on the train. There he is right there. The TriMet Barber. I wonder what it is that he got called the barber. Was he just a guy who cut hair? Walter, who received a lifetime ban from TriMet. Is that the Metro? I think so. Uh, In 2017, after numerous arrests for cutting, touching, or masturbating into the hair of females. Oh, he loved hair. So this is kind of like a weird like Batman villain name. (laughs) The the TriMet Barber. He's been walking around cutting hair, (laughs) touching it. Or masturbating into the hair. <laughs> Which of the three would you prefer? I mean, honestly, I mean, you could touch it a little bit if your hands are clean. Yeah, well, I feel I really like touching is easy to do. You can kind of just be like, Ooh, and touch a hair on it here and there, and people wouldn't be none the wiser that you were getting off to it. But uh, cutting it, that's another story. You're going to get caught doing that once in a while, and surely masturbating into the hair Someone's going to be tipped off that that's going to be occurring near their head. I mean, the cutting is barber-like, but I feel like the touching and masturbating should make him like a more stylist, like the trimester stylist, you know? <laughs> the subway stylist. Yeah, the subway stylist. <laughs> that's good. Yes, I wonder if they bandied about that name. If that didn't make the cut or something, Walter was arrested after a TriMet employee reviewing surveillance footage spotted him walking onto the Southwest 18th Avenue Max platform on April 26th. On April 20th, Portland Community College security officers responded to reports from a student whose backpack was missing. The student said she was using the restroom when someone entered the bathroom and took her bag off of the coat hooks. That's like my worst fear when you have like the do- the stall closed. And you hang up your bag and you're just on there, you know, trying not to uh, shit on an airplane or whatever. (laughs) And all of a sudden, someone could just reach over that thing and grab it and run. And then you're, you know, by the time you get out of there, after you shit all over your pants or whatever, you might never see that bag again. The college's security footage caught the person later identified as Walter entering the bathroom and taking the backpack. Between the 26th and 30th of April, police received multiple reports of the person entering a women's bathroom and recording women in different businesses. Uh, in Portland. Okay, so he's in there recording. And what is he sticking his hand under the thing there? I wonder how he's doing that. Investigators track the person using surveillance footage and witness statements. Walter's criminal history dates back to 2010 when multiple TriMet passengers reported that he had been snipping off chunks of their hair while on the bus. Hmm. The bus is a scary place, isn't it? <laughs> you never know what you're going to encounter. Women just shouldn't even be allowed to ride the bus. <laughs> <laughs> For their own safety. It should just be a rule. 
Women not allowed on the bus. <laughs> Too many freaks on here. In 2013, he was arrested again for masturbating into a female bus passenger's hair. Now, I have a couple questions about that. <laughs> How quick is this guy getting off? If he can just jerk it into the hair without anybody noticing what's happening around this. This woman's, you know, listening to her, listening to Spotify or something in her earbuds. Maybe she's listening to the old Josh Potter show here on the bus. Yada, da, da, da. And meanwhile, a guy's fapping it right over her head onto her, onto her hair. And it takes him jizzing for her to realize it. What if, what if he's actually like two rows back and he's just got an arch to it? Well, that's a great question. What if he's just one row back and he's down there and no yeah, one can no tell one and all of a sudden it's, Stealth mode. he's doing the rainbow. He's rainbowing <laughs> oh, this thing over the seat onto her head. Maybe he's got impeccable aim. That's one thing that we should check. They call him the TriMet Sniper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Most recently, though, Walter was sentenced to 22 months in prison after pleading guilty in July of 2021 to trying to take a photo or video of a woman inside a bathroom inside Northeast Portland's blah, 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 blue mall. Now, the taking the pictures in the bathroom is a fetish that I've never even gotten on board with or would want. That is the that is a sign of sexual depravity. If you ask me if that's something that you're interested in. Uh, God damn it. Stop calling me. Uh, you know what I'm saying, though? Like. It's not yeah. an appealing place. I don't want to hear. Oh, I don't want. It doesn't like excite me. The idea of a sexy woman grunting one out on a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so if that does, if that is like, if you are so lost and gone and depraved that that is something that excites you. You know, what's next? You're just jerking off on a bus and blowing it into a girl's hair. You know, there he is right there, folks. Get a good look at TriMet Barber. We should get a like a wall of fame. Him and Javon Belcher, a couple others, put him on the wall. Maybe the fucking fish guy, if we can find out who the hell that is. <laughs> speaking of fish, fish, speaking of fish, folks. <laughs> as if we weren't mad, as if they weren't enemy number one enough already. This story comes to us by way of T-Bone, Josh Potter Show at gmail.com. Please to be sending in your stories. We have a story here about horny fish. Who knew there was such a thing? I guess I knew fish fucked. But I mean, people like, you know, Chase, she's a, a pescatarian. She doesn't even consider fish sentient enough to be animals so she can eat them. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I guess I didn't think of fish as getting it on quite a bit. You know, I don't ever when I think of a fish, I don't think about their penis, you know, just think about their gills or whatever. So evidently there's a bunch of horny fish. <laughs> And a bunch of unnerved residents in Tampa Bay, Florida, are now scrambling to explain mysterious rolling bass tones that vibrate their walls at night and rob their kids of sleep. But do fish really fuck? I thought fish just like spoot their shit out into the water and it finds its way. Yeah, I don't know. I thought they just jizz out there and then the jizz like is out there in a little string and then another fish comes along and absorbs it or something. I don't think it's fish sex. I think it might just be... Fish comes. Well, <laughs> frantic, Anything. frantic. Maybe it's just fish coming. It's yeah. they're, they're, they got a whole lake of trimet barbers off. in there, you know. <laughs> that trimet fish. The trimet barber fish. I caught a <laughs> caught a trimet barber out there on the old lake today. <laughs> this thing's loud as hell, just jizzing everywhere. Frantic theories have run the gamut, from secret overnight operations at a nearby military base to a code violating nightclub. 
or even incoming alien squadrons. I mean, they have really tried to explore all the options here as to what this sound can be. But a scientist from the region, and now, I don't know, a scientist from Tampa Bay? (laughs) (laughs) All right. A scientist from the region believes he knows the source of the confounding racket, and he says it's frisky fish. I, I can, is there any sort of recording of this did you find a sound i'm looking but it says it's vibrating their walls that's what i'm saying like they're in the water what are these people living under this under the ground and it's like so let's see here the scientist from the region believes he knows the source of the confounding racket frisky fish this week james lacasio of the millet of the marine laboratory and aquarium in sarasota installed marine microphones in the area to confirm his theory that the din the din stems from mating noises emitted by the aptly named black drum fish. We have a picture of a black drum fish up here. Can we find one? Ooh, do you got the sound? Oh, I'm I wondering. Ooh. I we're gonna see if this is it. And this there it is. There's it. the there's the horny ass fish right there. Let's see what this does. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Kind of sounds like sex through a wall. Oh yeah. <laughs> Get it? You like that? Yeah, you like that. <laughs> God, how loud could they be though that they're like it's ha- it's ha- reverberating the walls. walls. What wall? What is that? I mean, that's wild. That's a really interesting sound. Could you imagine just being outside and you hear that and you're like fish are fucked. <laughs> why do animals like, we were just cool talking beat. about that before this because i have my stray cat situation out of it. why why do animals when they fuck make atrocious sounds cats are like and you're like is that cat dying oh no it's having sex <laughs> turns out and now this thing's like boom 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 <laughs> fucking horny ass fish dude <laughs> Lacasio is nearly certain that the recent phenomenon is an echo of conclusive research he conducted nearly two decades ago in Cape Coral. Flummox Floridians, the alliteration in this thing makes me want to find the author and slap him with a magnet. <laughs> Flummox Floridians in the area complained of incessant bass noises disrupting their evenings. Lacasio caught wind of the situation while completing his collegiate coursework and conducted experiments proving that the tones came from mass black drum mating events in local water. So you got a whole goddamn lake of these things. And then it just creates this wild sound. They can get more to than 100 pounds, it says. Like, these are huge. Oh, my That Lord. doesn't look like the little fish they just showed us on the other one. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, we don't know the size, the scale of that last one. It could have been yeah. very well, very big. This one could probably shake a house. I can see it. Now. Oh, my God. Imagine this guy trying to get through TSA. <laughs> <laughs> Popping that under the fucking thing. <laughs> oh, what? I got to check this fish. It's too big to be to be a carry on. There was no newspaper big enough to wrap them. Oh, I got to. I got to. Sorry, guys. I got to go back and check my fish. <laughs> Boy, oh boy. A retired science teacher let me use her back porch for three months, this scientist said, and uh, it was very productive for my research. I called her this week and we talked about it for the first time in 18 years. I told her I was doing the same thing again. Lacasio said the noises emitted by the black drum during their winter mating season can hit up to 165 water decibels, which produced en masse 
The sounds are conducted through a through the ground and become audible on land. The scientists sprang into action again this month after hearing similar tales of bewilderment in Tampa. One couple, he said, struggled for weeks to come to terms with the peculiar rumbling tones. Desperate for answers, they wound or they would stand underneath nearby streetlights and strain their ears, convinced that they were responsible. Other locals would curse, imagine uh, carfuls of inconsiderate teens testing their subwoofers. It does sound like that, like somebody's mm-hmm. listening to music in a in a basement or something. It becomes like an urban mystery. What does that mean, sir? <laughs> what are you trying to say here? Now watch this drive. Oops. <laughs> Biscuit. Trying to say it's the uh, inner city something or others? That's what I was trying to get at. Idiot woman! I'm going to call myself that. <laughs> These damn kids! The uh, inner city blacks. <laughs> That's what I was trying to get at. You get a lot of different theories. People just want to know what it is. It's that element of the unknown. And when you have social media, you really start to hear different ideas. Some initially scoffed at the drumfish theory, unable to fathom that amorous amphibians. Oh my God. You know, <laughs> I don't even know who wrote this, but I'm going to find you. They're responsible for the vaguely hip hop beats reverberation into their bedrooms. Lucasio said that they eventually come around after hearing his explanation. The vibrations continue to become more and more disruptive. So now is the time to act reads a GoFundMe campaign from Tampa resident, Sarah Healy, which raised about uh, $2,600 to fund Lucasio's testing. It reads, can you help us solve this mystery and put our communities mind at ease we must know if the fish are fucking <laughs> Lucasio told the post that collecting data would be a challenge and well I mean if just go in there with some dynamite and have yourself a fish fry I mean what <laughs> are we doing if that's the case then the, it'll stop real quick do you is the um, is the ecosystem of the black drum fish that important like just go fishing catch these horny fucks and cook them <laughs> maybe you fly one to Amsterdam with you I don't know. That's just my theory. But boy, boy, oh boy, what a fucking day of news, huh, folks? What a day indeed. Thank you to Kirsten. Thank you to Alex. Another Josh Potter show in the books. Next week, we'll have Sarah Weinshank here in studio. Defending her crown as Rochi, guest of 2023. As far as live shows go, I would love for you to come out. I'm adding shows all the time. 2024 is filling in. Here's what's on sale right now as we speak. April 26th and 27th in Huntsville, Alabama at Stand Up Live. May 29th, Baltimore, Maryland, Magoobies. It's technically Timonium, but if you're in the Baltimore area, it's right there. Washington, D.C., May 30th, D.C. Improv. May 31st, the... uh, Emu's Theater in Allentown, Pennsylvania. June 15th and 16th, going to be in Houston at the Riot. And then August 15th, Omaha at the Funny Bone. And then August 16th and 17th in Des Moines at their Funny Bone. And again, adding and filling things in all of the time. In fact, I just got one uh, told to me today. Seattle, May 3rd. Two shows happening there. So all of these are on sale probably except for the old Seattle one there. Make sure you go over to Instagram at josh underscore potter twitter at j underscore potter that's where you can find links or you can just go in the description of this here episode other than that friend thank you so much for checking out the show rate review subscribe tell your freaking friends about it if you can i'd love that very much spread the roach word and we will see you next week right here inside the roach motel on the josh potter show